A third star of the week, a new addition to the roster, and a look at a familiar opponent heading to XL Energy Center tonight. We take a look at all of that and more today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we talk about Mark Andre Fleury being named the third star of the week in the NHL. We'll take a look at the roster move the Wild made ahead of two home games this week. And we will look at tonight's opponent, the Montreal Canadiens, who the Wild saw a couple of games ago. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. And we've got some news to celebrate here as uh, Marc-Andre Fleury was named the third star of the week for the NHL. Now, you look at the first and second star, you have Connor McDavid as the first star, four goals, four assists, eight points in four games. Uh, Jesper Bratt had four goals and three assists for seven total points in four games. Fleury went 3-0-0 and had a 1.95 goals against average and a 927 save percentage in three road starts this week, uh, and uh, that tied him for first in the NHL in wins over the course of that span. So you had the Montreal Canadiens, the Ottawa Senators, and the Chicago Blackhawks, and in those three games, a combined total of six goals allowed. Now, the numbers for Flurry are starting to get more and more towards what you would expect from your goalie. 4-1-1, 3.69 goals against average. Now, the save percentage doesn't look great at 880, but look at the shot attempts that he's faced. He has two games that he has won in which he has faced 26 shots and has given up, 20, uh, given up three goals. The 88.5 save percentage in both of those games is not necessarily an indicator as to him playing poorly. It's just the fact that he didn't face a ton of shots. 26 total shots in those two games. He has other games uh, this season against Boston where he was 39 of 43. 26 of 27 against Montreal. That's a 963 save percentage. And 27 of 29 against Ottawa. That is a 931 save percentage. The biggest key for Flurry to this resurgence that we've seen from him is his ability to stop the high danger looks that uh, that teams have been trying against him. Was uh, on a roll with 18 straight at uh, at one point uh, between the Montreal and the Ottawa games. And so uh, really doing a good job of taking away some of those really good looks for opponents that we like to call those high-danger 
opportunities. And not only that, but as we alluded to, the defense is doing a much better job of just preventing the puck from getting to him to the point where now the goals that we're seeing are coming from way further out unless there's just an absolute dogpile in front of the net that leads to a goal in the case of the Jonathan Taves goal that leads to kind of just a deflection uh, off of Flurry's leg and into the net because there are like six bodies piled up in the crease. So the goals that he's giving that he's giving up are uh, and let's let's talk about the uh, the Anthony CU goal once again from the uh, Chicago game. I don't know what you do on that one. So he is doing a much better job of uh, of getting the routine saves not facing as many shots, and is uh, preventing opponents from getting good looks at the, uh, the high danger chances. And he is to the point where we're starting to see some goals saved above expected. Uh, based off of that metric, he has uh, been in positive territory, I think, in each of his last four starts, um, which tells you that he is doing a good job and has stabilized that uh, net presence after a dreadful start to the season. So well-deserving of the third star of the week uh, for Marc-Andre Fleury, and hopefully that's not the last one he picks up here over the course of the uh, the 2022-2023 season. One final note on Fleury, 62nd career shootout win, uh, which is tops among NHL goalies. We got a good front row seat to see why he does so well in the shootouts as he does is because he just was so composed against Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves and did not allow them to didn't allow them to try to deke him out of the net um and you know he made the one save between the legs and then he just he just stonewalled the uh the Taves shootout attempt to uh, pick up the win against his former squad. So uh, good for Flurry. He is a fun goalie to um, he's a fun goalie to watch, although it can be stressful at times. But uh, it's good to see that he is having some more success. Um, and it's no coincidence that this team is having more success as well. Uh, the Minnesota Wild also made a roster move this week with injuries to Ryan Hartman and Marcus Felino. So we will try to get updates on their status and let you know who ended up being called up to fill their void over the next couple of games. All that and more coming up on today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. If you've thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off, you're going to want to take a listen. Right now, Lockdown Wild listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you are not going to want to miss it. It is for everybody, whether you are a first-time homeowner or a long-time homeowner and are just looking to beef up your security. If you're buying a home for the first time and you want to get off on the right foot, Simply Safe makes it easy, and they do all the work for you. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents used Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so they can get priority police response. 
Simply Safe is a whole home security system with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and out. Smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real. And even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. 24-7 professional monitoring services cost less than $1 a day. Less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. So don't miss out on your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash NHL Network today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't put this off. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Uh, for your second listen, make sure you check out the Game to Game podcast on the Locked on NHL Network to get the full lowdown of all of the biggest games, all the biggest goals, all the biggest moments, all from our Locked on NHL experts. Game to Game can be found on the Locked on NHL podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. So Ryan Hartman dinged up in the game on Saturday on Sunday. Uh, Marcus Foligno didn't play in the game on Sunday, and the Wild ended up calling up Stephen Fogarty to take a roster spot for the Wild here. Let's first off look at the calendar. Uh, the Wild have two games this week. That's it. They play tonight against Montreal. They play Thursday night against the Seattle Kraken. Both of those games are at home. The Wild then are off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And then they head on the road for a West Coast road trip, which will feature the LA Kings, the Anaheim Ducks, and I think the final team of that mix is the Seattle Kraken as well. So a uh, West Coast trip that, uh, that will take them on the road for most of next week. And so an opportunity here for the Wild to rest up, uh, I beg your pardon, it was Los Angeles, Anaheim, and Seattle were the teams that uh, the Wild will play next week. So the Wilds get an opportunity to just kind of hang out at home, rest up, ice up, and uh, try to get some of these players back. Michael Russo had alluded earlier last week that it's possible Jordan Greenway will be ready to return for the road trip next week. So fingers crossed on that. But what the calling up of Stephen Fogarty tells me is that there's hope that neither Hartman nor Felino are going to be out super long term. Uh, Russo tweeted about it after the game in that uh, Hartman was talking to, um, I think, the Wild trainer and a couple of um, a couple of players. And so it didn't look like anything that, uh, that was potentially serious uh, for him. Uh, and tweeted out after the game, he said, the uh, Wild will likely recall only one forward, even with Felino and Hartman hurt because they are going home. No update on Hartman, but he's chatting with Felino and Jake McCabe. So at least it's not dire enough that he's in agony slash showing obvious injury with no sort of sling 
or uh, anything along those lines. My guess, based off of what we saw and you know him getting pushed awkwardly to the ice, is that uh, he did something to his wrist. Not going to super speculate more than that, but um, the hope is that it's something short-term to where he would maybe be able to rejoin the team uh, for that road trip coming up next week. As for Marcus Foligno, I'm not sure because I didn't see anything that outwardly screamed injury over the uh, the last couple of games. And so maybe the uh, team opting to just give him some additional rest to get him back into the lineup for one of these games uh, here at home. Not a doctor. This is not the face of a medical doctor. So we are just uh, trying to kind of piece things together. But obviously with it being Fogarty, that leads to somebody who is probably going to play some fourth-line minutes. So maybe this is an opportunity that we see Mason Shaw in an elevated role. We saw Tyson Jost in the lineup uh, against Chicago. He did some good things throughout the game. He played fine. So if that is what is needed to happen, if both Felino and Hartman are out of the lineup, then you're going to see likely um, Mason Shaw get an elevated role and Fogarty play on that fourth line. Or the situation is that one of those two is ready to return, and so then uh, Fogarty ends up being your 13th forward. It's, it's one of those. And with this wild team, it's unfortunate because you had some line combinations that were starting to do some really good things. The Duhame, Erickson Eck, Hartman line was doing some really good things defensively. But ultimately, the line that stirs the drink is the Caprizov, Zuccarello, and Freddie Goudreau line. And I want to read you a thread from Brett Marshall of uh, Sound the Foghorn, who talked about just what Freddie Goudreau has brought to this mix. Uh, we've been critical of Freddie Goudreau moving up in the Minnesota Wild lineup, but he's fit seamlessly between Caprizov and Zuccarello. Since being assembled a few games ago, the Wild have dominated possession in all areas with those three on the ice. In 49 minutes, 24 seconds of five-on-five ice time spent together, which has mostly occurred over the last four games, the Wild are out shooting opponents 28-13. They are out shooting opponents 7-0 on high-danger chances. They have... um, a 78.99% expected goals share. And what that means is that if those three are out there on the ice, 79% of the time, if there is a goal scored, it is from the Wilds' side of the ice. And in that time, they have just a .51 expected goals allowed and um, are also scoring on average 2.34 goals for per 60 minutes. Now, it has only translated to one goal so far, but it's been encouraging to see the two-way play of that line make such a drastic turnaround. Uh, The Wilds had an expected goals allowed per 60 minutes of 1.83 with Hartman as the center. Um, 
they were generating some offense at 2.83 expected goals for per 60 minutes. But uh, here's the other thing as well. With Hartman as the center, goalies were stopping just 58.3% of shots in 5-on-5. With Goudreau, they're stopping 91.7 shots, uh, percent of shots. So the Wilds have figured out that line because that line is dominating puck possession, which leads to more chances for Kaprizov, more chances for Zuccarello, and Freddie Goudreau can add some things offensively, but if he can win those battles on the outside, if he can win faceoffs, if he can keep the puck alive for those two to get more opportunities, that is a win in and of itself. So I would expect that he is going to be the guy going forward, regardless of if Hartman is in the lineup or is not. And uh, I can't say I disagree. So that line seems to be figured out. Beyond that, um, it's going to be interesting to see what those line combinations look like with potentially being short, Hartman, Felino, and Greenway for tonight's game against the uh, Canadians. But thankfully, uh, if the Wild do some of the same things that they did against Montreal, they should be able to uh, come away with a win. And so uh, to finish up today's episode of Locked on Wild, we will take a look at what the Wild need to do to beat the Canadians again. And that is on the way after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for choosing Locked on Wild as your first listen every day. For your second listen, make sure you are checking out the Game to Game podcast on the Locked on NHL podcast. Every moment, every top performance, every single result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on the Locked On NHL podcast available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. The Canadians who come to town tonight, they are 5 and 4 on the season, so have uh, gotten themselves over 500 and did a number on the St. Louis Blues in their most recent game, winning by a score of 7-4. to four. And we talked about it the first time these two teams played in that this is a team that is struggling so mightily on the power play that you don't want to get them going. And looking at the numbers, just kind of adjusting the numbers as we get set for this game, still struggling just three power play goals on the season. That's an 11.1% uh, power play. Now the penalty kill is at 81.5%. But you look at the Wild special teams now, and penalty kill did their job, although the Wilds, I think, maybe were called for one penalty in the game against Chicago. The power play has started to come back down to earth a little bit, now under 30% on the season. And I think it's because, at least this is what Chicago did, they pressured so much on the zone entries, and they forced the Wild to try to dump it in and reclaim possession because they just couldn't get into the zone. But also, not only that, but we're seeing some of the tendency to just pass. 
by this power play unit. And I, I think with particular players being out of the lineup, not any of the guys that necessarily play on the top unit, but just with some pieces out of the lineup and I think where this team was at after a long five-game road trip is hopefully some of that was just due to some uh, due to some tired legs, some tired skates, because those couple of power plays against Chicago, the, the skates really ground to a halt, um, especially with the likes of Kaprizov, with the likes of Zuccarello. You want to see that unit moving, moving around, get the defense moving, and take advantage of some shots from there. So power play just got stagnant uh, against Chicago and also against Detroit. So would like to see them get back to moving. And I would imagine that we'll see a, uh, a nice start for this team, getting a chance to have the yesterday off, have today off, or have today off, not yesterday, and getting a chance to be back on home ice, wanting to do better than they did the last time they uh, they were on home ice for four games in which they went one and three. So I think we'll see a nice jolt from this team, and hopefully we'll see a little more energy after um, resting through the back-to-back uh, for this team because Montreal is a scrappy bunch. I'm, I'm going to keep saying that, you know, it's a team on the rise. Maybe not necessarily there yet, but you've got the likes of Cole Caulfield and some other really, really good young players on that team and a coach that is going to give them opportunities to do uh, what they want in terms of, uh, in terms of scoring and, and how they play the game and is going to let them do their thing. So... It's it's not a matchup that this team can take for granted, and if they are if they come out as eager to wipe the slate clean after that first home stand of the year, I'm I'm not going to be surprised if the uh, the result is something like three or four to one, like it was the last time these two teams matched up. And if they do the if they do the things that they did the first time control the puck, and uh, play real, real good defense. That might have been some of their best of the season against Montreal. If they do all that, that's a good formula for them to uh, to win the game. So hopefully they are able to come away with a quality win in this one to get over 500. I, I think the fact that they were able to finish the road trip despite a couple of guys leaving the uh, the lineup during the game. A couple of them came back. I think being able to get both points out of that Chicago game is going to be a huge lift for this team uh, going forward. And so we'll see if it continues with a solid performance uh, against Montreal here tonight. That is going to wrap up today's episode of Locked on Wild. So now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts, just like our show is. 
Make sure you follow on YouTube and turn notifications on so you don't miss out on any videos throughout the course of the week. Make sure you follow on your favorite podcast platforms as well as we guide you through the Minnesota Wild season one game at a time. Lockdown Wild is keeping you up to date on all things Minnesota Wild with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network.